0: Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements the quick platform, pharmacy goals, and personal goals. We will also occasionally cover topical healthcare news and maybe throw into the conversation a few of our own nerdy passions and hobbies. So turn us up. The Quality Corner Show starts...
1: Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. This is your host, Nick Dorich, and we welcome you to the next episode of the Quality Corner Show. Today, we are going to focus on how you can utilize data, but not just any data. We're going to talk about calendar year performance for quality measures. You might be asking yourself why this is an important topic, and we'll address that question for you as well. The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, STAR Ratings Program reviews health plan measures on a calendar year basis. This aligns with the benefit period for Medicare beneficiaries. That means that evaluation starts on January 1st of the year and will extend through December 31st. As many managed care organizations are looking to improve performance during this type of period, they will also work with pharmacies to evaluate and improve quality measure performance during this same type of measurement period. This calendar year data is perhaps the most important element that your pharmacy can review. However, looking at this data is just the initial step. Today's guest on the podcast is going to help explain how we can understand that data and create some clear action steps. Allow me to introduce Cora Islanders. Cora is a Payer Relations Account Manager at PQS. Cora, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here and such an exciting topic that we have to talk about today.
1: Thanks for joining, Cora, and I know that this may be a step outside of your comfort zone, but I have 100% confidence that you'll knock it out of the park today. Before we get into the questions, can you tell us a little bit about your background?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I appreciate the confidence, Nick. Um, To start, I've always had an interest in pharmacy and overall healthcare quality. I completed my master's degree in healthcare administration and since have been working to improve the quality of healthcare across the board. Um, My past experience includes working hands-on in a nursing environment, um, all the way across to even provider practice management. But for the last year and a half, I have had the pleasure to be being boots on the ground, working with individual pharmacists to improve their performance scores by utilizing the Equip platform.
1: Great. Thanks for that background, Cora, and while you've had a lot of experiences, I think it's exciting that you do have the opportunity to work with pharmacists now. I may be biased, but I do think we're the best, and, and hopefully you're joining in with that opinion now, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: let's go ahead and jump into our, our questions, and let's, uh, question one, we'll, we'll start there. When talking about quality improvement, there's often the idea that you can't improve what you don't measure. Uh, I have frequently seen that listed as one of the most important considerations for for working. The other idea being that doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. So the point here is that with either of these statements, we have to determine a baseline and we need to understand that information uh, to improve ourselves, to to improve our operations, and to improve how we interact with patients to improve patient care. With that as our exposition, how exactly should a pharmacy team go about executing a plan for success in the early stages of the year?
0: Yeah, great question, Nick. And with any plan, the first step is you always have to identify where your baseline is. Um, This speaks to your your point earlier of, you you can't improve what you don't measure. We're in a position now where pharmacists are able to access, equip, and view the results for the 2019 calendar year. So the measurement period, uh, portion of this has really been calculated for you within the Equip platform. So first step is that I would advise pharmacists to log into the platform and view their performance scores for the year to date period. From right now, when we're recording this in mid-February to about March 10th, this measurement will show pharmacists their performance scores across the measures in which you have attributed patients. Some, some measures to note would be the diabetes, Raza, and cholesterol adherence measures. Um, when reviewing the dashboard, there's absolutely time for celebration. I would look to see which measures scores are in green. Um, with any quit, that means that the score is higher than your goal, and I would make sure to time spend some time celebrating with the team um, of all the hard work that went into achieving that score. So from there, it would be a time to identify, you know, where the biggest opportunities do lie. So I would, I would look at those same measures and analyze the scores and say, you know, where did I win and where could I have put in a little bit more effort to, to move that needle into a a higher
1: score so Cora I do have a follow-up question as it relates to this item and uh, your remark about identifying biggest opportunity we see that pharmacists may have a different approach when it comes to improving uh, different opportunities and sometimes it's people liking to start with addressing what may be their biggest opportunity meeting the most patients for a measure or under a certain health plan but there's also approach where some pharmacists may look at it and say, hey, let's just get a win, no matter how big or how small that win is, just to show that our team, that we, that we can have some improvement efforts that are there. Is there really a difference or is there a better approach amongst uh, those two opinions? Or is it something where it's really going to depend on the, the culture for the pharmacy and how the staff is empowered to use this information?
0: Yeah, I, I would say that it definitely depends. There are, there's absolute value in some short-term wins, um, but one of my my overall thoughts about this is that it, it's essentially a long-term gain because when you're talking about patient adherence, it's it's something that is going to have to be kept up and maintained over time. And so while there is a win to be had with achieving a goal in, in certain health plan goals or certain measurement goals, I would definitely advise to, to maybe take a step back and really look at the long-term game at play here and really create a strategy that's going to foster improvement across the board.
1: Yeah, thanks Cora for that answer. And, and I think that actually flows nicely into the second question and, and uh, my description here for it. And, and this is gonna be related to how people work with data. So people we know all operate, and they work with data in many different ways. What I'm looking for out of data is gonna be different than what you're looking for, then versus what pharmacist Joe is gonna be looking for. So there are some people that that use and understand data, and some people say that they may use data, and then of course we know that there's people out there that choose to just ignore data. Uh, Now data is a powerful tool, but only when it's used correctly. So now that pharmacies have performance results for the 2019 calendar year, how can they ensure that they are part of the group that uses and most importantly understands data?
0: Absolutely. So there's really two two places to look for this um, within EQIP. And so Obviously, number one is there's a button within the platform that allows you to analyze your performance for each measure. So if you click into that, this will break down each measure. You'll see your score against a few different benchmarks. These benchmarks are your organization average, state average, and then an average across all of the lives that are hosted in equipped. So really within these standards you can also see your breakdown of where where your patients are coming from which line of business and then essentially which health plan as well and so within that um, view there is a a table called the quality improvement program table Um, and this is a great view that helps pharmacists really understand to which quality improvement program do they have members attributed to, and then scores within each one of those programs. So this really helps you nail down and understand your your patients at a more granular level. And then when it comes to using the data, you can use that to then really target your efforts. Um, and this plays well into both a short-term and a long-term strategy for really creating more of a quality improvement focus within the pharmacy
1: thanks for that description cora to me it's really interesting and you'll be able to provide some context with this based on your experience being boots on the ground working with working with pharmacies about quality improvement and typically when i'm working with a pharmacy one-on-one and i ask them hey what do you what do you do what are your priorities most folks go to go right to uh, trying to identify patients that are counting against their performance score. They're going and looking at those outliers. Typically, many people aren't going to look at that quality improvement programs table, but I think that's where we're directing a lot of folks um, that are there. So uh, you, you described some of that in, in detail um, there, you know, a little bit, Cora, but are, are there any other recommendations or tips that from your experience being on the ground that you'd see that there's a practice that many pharmacists take, but maybe there's a way to make that step a little bit better. Any other recommendations you would have?
0: Yes. So the real bread and butter to equip is we provide outliers for each of the measures um, within the dashboard. And so this is really where the data is able to empower the pharmacist to make a difference for each and every one of those patients. So tactically, it's a best practice when you see an outlier to then review what medications these patients are using and inform them of making sure the, the importance of making sure that they stay adherent to those medications throughout the year. So, when you're, you're viewing your outliers within Equip, you can document any encounter that you have with the patient within that view. So this really fosters the idea that adherence can be a team effort. So whether it's the pharmacist or maybe it's even a pharmacy tech taking a, a first go around at communicating with a, a patient or teeing up those discussions for the pharmacist, um, they're able to log in there to see um, what what discussion points have been made and kind of what progress has been made as well. Secondly, I would make it a routine within the pharmacy to log into Equip at least once a week. So there are plans within Equip that update their outliers weekly. And so this really gives you a more continuous an updated view of what patients you are able to you know, move into the more adherent bucket um, and really kind of see them flow along that progression. And then finally, I, I really want to circle back around to the point of really making it a team effort within the pharmacy. So pharmacists alone have so much on their plate. And so it's really important to have help along this whole journey. Um, so, really, utilizing the pharmacy tech, um, they're able to tee up those discussions, like I did, I'd said earlier, and this really creates um, kind of a, a, a culture of accountability within the pharmacy. So, when the techs see these patients walk in, they're able to to start those discussions, and really, the pharmacist is able to drive that home as well. So, you know, dedication and discipline in the process is key. Um, that's that's one. Thing that is you know not done in a single day. Adherence is not a, a single day type of endeavor. It's something that you would have to work on on daily within the pharmacy.
1: There's a lot of things in that response core that I that I really love. But I'm going to hit on a couple uh, before we get into our, our last and final question. First item being documentation. Uh, I love that item. we we are pretty clear in identifying for folks that. That documentation is purely for the pharmacy to know and to understand what they have done with these outliers. That documentation doesn't change performance scores, but that documentation is absolutely a great way for the team to share information and to have an understanding on if they have done whatever an intervention is with the patient. Um, Not all of those interventions are going to be effective, and it's important to have some documentation there so that you can learn from that. Uh, Routine definitely a fan of having a routine and having that set if uh, you're not making consistent changes to a behavior you're never going to improve that behavior so that's a fantastic point and then the last item that you you had well, you had it in the beginning and made sure to reiterate or come back to it at the end was the team approach this is absolutely a team effort while a pharmacist as the clinical practitioner does have um, a skill set that's going to be different than the technician or the, the intern There's ways that all team members can be engaged and involved with this, and keeping it as a holistic effort really keeps everybody active and really trying to promote those those goals that the organization may have. So we're gonna go and move to our final question, and we have talked here about how pharmacists and their team members can review past performance uh, for a strategy for success in a new year, in this case, 2020. These principles can and should be applied every year taking into account the lessons learned from the prior experience. Sometimes the plan is not executed well, and sometimes there may be distractions along the way. Many of our pharmacists are going to look at performance information when it becomes available each month, but an important element for quality improvement strategies is that we are reviewing past performance. While I confirm that this will be a a full podcast episode later in the year, I would like to pose a, a topic or a question to you for today. And that is, how do pharmacists uh, make their performance better in 2020? What are your best practices? What are your recommendations and suggestions?
0: Yeah, so where I would start with making 2020 um, the best year for my pharmacy, if I was if I was at that level, is I would make sure to reach out to each of those patients that exist on my outliers list. So these are those patients that, you know, maybe 2019 wasn't their best year and they had to um, really work hard at trying to get more adherent, but maybe they just didn't get there last year. So I would start by by sitting down with each one of them and maybe doing a brown bag medication review and saying, making sure that they knew why each of these medications are important and identifying any barriers that they may have um, and trying to problem solve with them to make sure that we're on the right track for 2020. Um, So I would definitely start there and really focus in on which, which patients that we can impact right now and then moving into 2020 as time goes on, I would really circle back around to making sure I'm logging into Equip once a week and keeping up with those outliers as they they may appear and making sure that I'm doing my best to really help those people along at the most opportune times.
1: Great. And Cora, so as it goes to looking at these items, we've talked performance and we've talked about, you know, working through with patients. Um, is, is there other information here with this reporting or as it goes for end of the year, you know, parts, we get a lot of questions from pharmacies on how they can help understand this information and how it, um, you know, may tie into financials or other specifics. Can you shed a little uh, bit of light on, on that question for our listeners?
0: Yes. So for some pharmacies, they may have access within EQIP to an area called the My Programs tab. And so there are some payers that host their performance information or their program information within a my programs tab instance and this essentially just links back to looking at the pharmacy measures so those those performance scores for the pharmacy and links it to their performance program at the payer level so the individual pharmacy is able to see how they are scoring on each one of those measures and then overall what the financial impact is of that program for them. So utilizing that My Programs tab can really link back and create a full picture for the pharmacy on on these
1: programs. Great, thanks for that Cora. I think with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up as far as our uh, question session for today's podcast. But as usual, we're going to get into a, a little bit of a, of a banter uh, between us. And as I had said at the beginning here, this was your first time on the, on the podcast, first time on the show. What did you think?
0: It was great. Um, I'm very glad to be able to take part in this process. And I really appreciate you um, kind of being the leader throughout all of this.
1: Great. And thanks, Cora. And we'll have one final question. I usually like to have something that's a a broader concept for our listeners before we close it out. And if there was going to be one word, and this is going to be a little bit, this question is a little bit different than what we had talked about in our pre planning for the podcast, but I I think it's actually an important point here. So as we talk about quality improvement for pharmacies and the process for quality improvement, um, it's easy for folks to feel Like they're not seeing a change, or that it's not happening fast enough. And I think one of the the greatest um, traits or items that I've seen from you is that there's a perpetual sense of optimism that's there. So, do you mind, you know, providing a little bit of detail and 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 whether it's you know optimism, persistence. I think there's a lot that can kind of go into that. Do you mind commenting on on the role for that and um, you know how a pharmacy can make sure that they're acknowledging some of their wins? I know you talked about that early in the podcast, but I think here would be a good way for us to, for us to close.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you look at just performance information, sometimes it can seem like you're trying to climb a never-ending mountain. And so we really have to kind of take a step back and look at it at the patient level. And it's always important to, to just know that you are making an impact at the patient level. And so whether it be that you have a list of five outliers or you have a list of 25 outliers, really just always understanding that it's important to take it one by one and you don't—you won't be able to climb the mountain in a day and it's not going to get better in a day. But that persistence and that overall drive to really make everything better for the patient is what can get you through and can really make the difference. And you may climb that mountain within four months, or you may climb that mountain over the course of a year. Um, But it can absolutely be done. And that would, that would be what I would want to, to have as my final thoughts for, for the pharmacies.
1: Great. Cora, I really appreciate you having on you being on for the podcast today um, provide a lot of great insight and I hope that we'll be able to have you back on the show sometime soon and as it relates to different topics about for quality improvement or how pharmacists can implement some better practices, I'm sure we'll have the opportunity to do so again. but uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up our conversation for today. So we appreciate having our podcast listeners tune in. this is a this topic here has been related a little bit more to performance scores in some of our past weeks, but as we've noted, we like to take on a lot of topics related to quality improvement and measures in healthcare, so we appreciate you being along for the ride. Um, and for our team here at PQS, we have a couple of favors to ask of you, our podcast listener. First, we encourage you to share this podcast with two friends, because if you share this with two friends, and each of them shares it with two friends, it really helps us hit a larger listening audience. Second, we also want to take a moment to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may find it. And then, if you have any questions or topics you would like us to address, please contact us. The best way to do so is to email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind and what we can address so that you are fully informed. Our goal is to continuously to improve our podcast content and to provide meaningful information to our listeners based on current topics in healthcare, technology, and quality improvement. We want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for patients and improve public health outcomes. So until next time, we wish you well.